0: This podcast contains explicit content. Dissecting the news one tangent at a time. This is Hardly Focused. everybody what is happening hey i'm mike tarara how you doing
1: i'm i'm doing okay i'm doing okay that's good
0: i feel like it's been a while since i've seen you
1: yeah it's been a it's been a few days
0: yeah a
1: little bit a little bit
0: all right a little bit well, i'm happy you're here uh and nate
1: hi
0: how are you
2: i'm just
0: fine. No,
2: okay. <laughs> I'm just fine. I'm doing great. Now. That's good.
0: Well, I'm glad so you guys... Happy. I'm glad you guys are here for uh, what will effectively be our last show ever. 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 ever, ever,
1: ever. Uh, subtitled?
0: Uh, our last show for... um. Well, I'll get it in a sec. It is going to be our last show for uh, several weeks because uh, now I'm gotcha. I'm going to be spending the entire month of October on the the West Coast of.
2: Oh, but it's spooky month
0: of these fine United okay. States. You know, you said it's spooky month. What it actually is, Nate, is and you never hear the other radio stations do this. You hear about you've heard of Rocktober, right? I'll tell you this, baby. It's soft Rocktober. <laughs> nice. Celebrating the finest acts of soft rock. Time. From Foreigner to Richard Marx, from Peter Cetera to White Snake. I read
2: the lines.
0: Who else who else falls into this category?
3: In
0: Cinderella? Was that technically? No, that's more like glam. Yeah, uh, that's Disney. Yeah. This makes me want to fire up Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Good uh, soundtrack. Emotion 98.3. Like world upon Wait, Anyone else is upon my
1: shoulders? A rocket launcher. Boom, four stars. <laughs>
0: Now, this song. Now, Foreigner, I think, was in Vice City proper. But this song was in Vice City Stories, which was the prequel. Ah. Um, and it was used in the trailer for that game. This the Velvet Pipes of Lou Graham. Because uh, it's definitely not Lou Graham who's in the band uh, these days. Oh, wait. Here we go. Here we go.
2: So relaxed right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it sounds like Soft October has uh, had a positive effect. That's great. Oh, yeah. All right. I
2: was ready to be like
1: angry, but then you start <laughs> with this. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't be. You cannot be angry in
0: Soft Rock-tober. Uh, You Can't. <laughs> all right. So that means that um, if Nate if Nate gets triggered or if somebody gets triggered at any point during this episode, we just fire off soft rock October. We'll, we'll just yeah. queue up the, we'll queue up the jams. <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to get queued up a couple times. times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, notable soft rock artists, uh, Elton John air supply. Oh, how did I forget air supply?
1: Well, I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely a couple of them that are like, pure soft rock and then you've got elton john which kind of dips he's got his ballads that are soft rock and then a lot of stuff is not soft rock it's just you know 70s pop yeah there's a bit of a difference there you know
0: well Uh, that's that's why i threw out white snake because whenever people think of white snake they they either think of uh here i go again or uh is this love which i'd say is more of like
1: it's, it's like yeah. a
0: ballad, but you you that hear it on soft, soft Yeah, right but, but they're chickens.
1: still I mean, they I mean they let's be honest, they still were, you know, glam. Right. Does Toto count?
0: Oh yes, they do. Yep. At the list I'm looking at, they are uh they're on here. Uh, if if
1: anything can constitutes yacht rock, it also falls into that soft rock category for soft rocktober.
0: Yep. Gotcha. Use, you're you're good, you're good there. You've got uh, Hall of Notes, James Taylor, Carpenters, Jackson Brown uh eagles All and or oats fleetwood mac Wait, did you say the eagles i said the eagles
1: fuck the eagles man
0: <laughs> brian adams i don't know if i mentioned brian adams
1: and, and ryan adams
0: Chicago. Uh, l- l- let's see um uh brian adams and ryan adams uh one is successful and the other is uh a piece of shit so <laughs> Who had his career. Oh boy, was it just gratifying to see Ryan Adams' career just uh, get crumpled up and thrown over the shoulder of uh Mandy Moore, I think it was he was married to. I might uh, be yes, ma- yep. yeah.
1: No, nope, Mandy Moore. Yep.
0: yep. Uh Nay, I heard you say Chicago. Um if Chicago does count. Uh I, I name sort dropped of. uh Peter oh, Okay. Yeah. Peter oh, okay, in okay. so.
2: I was in a trance. So
0: by that uh <laughs> by that soft rock. Oh, so good. uh Michael Bolton, Kenny Loggins, Speedwagon. <laughs> There's oh the the list goes on and on and on and on and on. So uh, happy soft rock journey to you. <laughs> journey yeah.
2: on and on and on. And on. Yeah.
0: Sorry, no, you're good. I should be the one apologizing. I mean, shit. if we still have listeners after this bit
1: (laughs) Uh, you know what you know we've got we've gained listeners and they're going to be turned off immediately after we're stopping this Go, this isn't my soft rocktober podcast yeah
0: i think it's been a while since we developed a you know sustainable bit so uh
1: yeah we're very not sustainable we're very uh not sustainable
0: a sustainable bit that you know won't get us in trouble down the road
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, no, not
0: that. Because I've definitely, we, we've definitely had some ideas that it didn't necessarily fly in 2009, but, oh, by golly, would oh, they not fly yeah. today?
1: Yeah, yeah, that, our, uh, our, our early catalog definitely needs to be, uh, our, we'll put it as archived in a safe location. Please. <laughs> uh,
0: really quickly, yeah. Um, Radio news. Local. Really
1: quickly, long pause.
0: Local, local radio. <laughs>
1: yeah, it. really quickly. <laughs> uh,
0: radio news, local radio news. I, I love that there's a Twitter account I follow called Boston Radio Watch, which initially I think their, their entire purpose was to just report on Boston radio. And it's turned into them just shitting constantly on uh, WEEI, which is one of two sports radio stations here in Boston. Uh, I think they did it enough to the point where the account I'm looking at right now is their backup account because the main one has since been suspended. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So uh, and they're having <laughs> they're having a field day because the Boston radio ratings were released. And whenever you look at the Boston radio ratings around here, because Boston's market number 10, I believe.
3: Yes.
0: Uh, so it's a big deal. You know, the top 10 uh, radio markets are, are a very big deal. If you're in any of the top 10 markets, you you've effectively made it in the industry. And usually you see the same. Stations, the usual suspects in the ratings, uh, for like the top five to ten stations, you've got um, the sports hub, you got uh, WROR, which is classic hits, quote unquote, um, Kiss 108 with the 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 fossil Maddie Siegel doing the morning but that's show what
1: there. hot 40, right? Is that what it's called? No
0: it's CHR, oh, yeah, and um, I think. Magic shows up in there, too. Speaking of soft rock, Magic's usually uh, in the
1: top one Magic 106.7.
0: But for the first, I think this is like the first time, uh, probably not ever, but definitely in a very long time where this has happened. Uh, number one station in Boston for the month of September was the Sports Hub. Ooh. Whereas uh, WEI, their competitor, uh, came in sixth place.
2: Go sports. <laughs>
0: And when you're looking at the demographic, the demographic that they cater to, which I believe is 25 to 54, and uh, you look at the morning ratings too, Toucher and Rich uh, pulled in a uh, 15 share. That's like stern level ratings right there. Twitter, man! Uh, 50. So first place, 15 share. <laughs> and then I love this. This is why I wanted to bring this up because it has taken me uh well over 10 years to realize that the name the opportunity was here all along and I just missed it and I give Boston radio watch credit for coining this Greg downhill
1: mm. <laughs> it was
2: right there the whole time
0: hidden right, like mustache hidden right in plain view he's... yes <laughs> uh he finished in seventh place for September
2: just off the podium lucky number 7.
0: Yeah, I um you know, I have a love-hate relationship with that man considering it worked uh, on his show for several years, but uh goddamn, get him off that station, get him off EI. Get he's him not
1: doing well for him.
0: Get him on like RKO like the plan was all along or or put him put him somewhere where he's he, he can put him somewhere where he can pull in those ratings and it's acceptable. <laughs> Don't put them on a on a on a big market sports station, especially in a city like Boston. So
1: yeah. what you're saying is, is we have just as much business being in seventh spot if we were in EI. I
0: guarantee you, dude, if it was us. Sixth place. <laughs> if it was us. <laughs> sixth place. And to everyone that we know.
1: Jack Upgill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. To everyone that we know who works. With Greg. Greg is basically by himself now. Everyone else has jumped ship. And I I think uh, for the better. I'll say it. It's going to ruffle a few feathers, but I'll say it, I think, for the better. But you know what? People see value in him and he brings in advertising revenue and he's going to be on there until he dies. That's the thing. That, that-, I mean, that is
1: is what it is. If you can bring the ad revenue. It doesn't matter what you do, right?
0: Yeah, he's always... That's one thing I... I Again, when I say I have a love-hate relationship with him, there are the things that I admire about him. And one was his ability to really do well with both advertisers and sales weasels because he really does bring in money for whatever station he's on. All two that he's ever worked for in uh, 30-plus year radio career.
1: His milkshake brings all the advertisers to the yard. Mhm damn right.
0: And for the unaware, Greg Hill is a like a success story in radio where his first his first radio job at 23 years old is hosting mornings in well technically at the time it was Worcester but then it became Boston and he he held that position at WAAF right until like just months before AAF died when and they they flipped to Ned Flanders FM and now he's on WEI so he's held the same gig in the same city for literally like almost his entire life, his entire adult life, and he will be there until he croaks, possibly on air, choking on we, uh, uh, choking on that. skull. <laughs> no. How old is he? Fifty six, I think. Fifty oh, okay. five. He'll be. I think he'll be fifty five. I know his birthday's in November. Oh, um, okay. So, um. Like I said, love love hate relationship I have with Greg Hill, but uh, I I could not help but laugh maniacally when Boston Radio Watch called them uh, called him Greg downhill. So give them a follow on Twitter. I'm, I, I've I've gone back on Twitter uh, at Boston Radio Two. Remember that's Boston Radio Two because again their first one uh, was um, what's what's the Twitter version of zucked? Uh,
2: Is that jacked? Uh, <laughs> Shot.
0: Hunted? Uh, I'm thinking of like birds. Nuked? Trumped? That's a good one. It should be Trumped. Yeah, yeah. It works. There we go. That works. Cool. Well, earlier Nate mentioned that he was planning on being angry during this episode of Hardly Focused, which is totally fine. And again and, and and don't you worry I've got um I've got some jams kicked uh, or yeah kicked out. <laughs> I've got some jams queued up for you in case you need them. <laughs> Kick out the jams. <laughs> We're going to talk It sounded ab-
2: like a sound drop.
0: We're going to talk about Facebook. Uh social media was effectively down all day yesterday the 4th of October. And uh coincidence, conspiracy? We'll let you decide as we talk about that and then later on the show uh some music news including um former Van Hagar frontman David Lee Roth uh announcing his retirement from music and uh, also uh, some other stuff
1: ooh other stuff yeah
0: most importantly other stuff so uh we will uh get to that coming up stick around <laughs> Am I going to work
1: there much longer? No,
2: I'm not going to
0: work there. Hardly focused. I'm a driver. I'm a winner. Things are going to change. I can feel it. This podcast contains explicit content. You are listening to Hardly Focused. Let's begin the show by starting it. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Harley Focus. Jack Gill, and Mike Tarara, Nate Fillers. You can find us at harleyfocus.com and on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Just search for Harley Focused. Uh, this band Quicksand. I'm hoping I will actually get to see them when I'm out in California. We'll be playing a couple of shows at the troubadour, I believe, in Los Angeles while I'm out there. So I'm gonna, uh, sell myself on the streets to get tickets. And uh, hope for the best.
2: And throw your podcast on the stage.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Have them sign it. (laughs) 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 Just throw a microphone at them. (laughs) (laughs) Throw the board. I'll bring the board with me and I'll just throw it at them like a weapon. Yes. Um, boy, would that just be like tops for this podcast being able to like take it on the road and do it from. You know, a place like the Troubadour, which I'd equate to uh, like the paradise. I think the Troubadour is about the size of the paradise. Uh, You just have to you have to. That's the thing about like live podcasts is you have to have the fan base who's dedicated enough who will want to pay tickets and then like stay at a venue and watch you talk. talk. Yeah. Mm. Some people do it. Some people can do it and it'll be fine. And others are just like, shut the fuck up. So uh, we'll jump right into this Facebook.
2: Uh,
0: Facebook was down yesterday, October 4th. It was down pretty much all day. And it wasn't just Facebook. It was Instagram and WhatsApp, the, the other two big platforms owned by Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it really showed just how fucked we are as humans just how yeah. screwed we are now uh especially for l- lesser developed countries um particularly in the middle east where whatsapp No, i guess in the south you know the the like south america too whatsapp is like the primary form of communication for those countries because it's i think it's free
1: uh yeah and it's uh lets you do everything. You right.
2: pay for it with yourself. Didn't you see that movie? What was it? The Social Dilemma.
0: Uh well, isn't there actually a movie called Social Dilemma?
2: Yeah. 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 And they explain that you everything that's free, you pay for it with yourself.
0: Uh, okay. Yep. So here, it's, it's actually
2: a pretty good documentary. Stupid me.
0: It. Stupid me thought you were taking a dig on social network, which I've seen. And...
2: <laughs> no, yeah. I, I wasn't sure if it was called that because like, I i mean, I have a memory
0: of um... a goldfish. Of a what?
2: Huh? <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess so. I've got the memory of a goldfish. So yeah, or Nat. I, I, I like to say Nat, but the problem is people don't know what gnats are. So I usually default to goldfish.
1: You mean yeah. Gnats? Gnats. I've been called on that.
0: G-N-A-T fillers. <laughs> so I'm gonna start, yep. That's how I'm going to start labeling your name as on the website. Gnate, Gnate. fillers.
2: <laughs> Gnate.
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to bed. Gnate.
2: <laughs> I think about that way too often. <laughs>
0: uh, so, uh, yeah, I... Yesterday now here's the thing I on my phone as a rule and i'm gonna I'm gonna break that rule I go out, I break the rule when I go on vacation, but generally as a rule, I do not put Facebook on my phone because otherwise I will be glancing at my phone nonstop I've got Instagram on my phone and reddit, and that's bad enough. I find myself constantly pulling those up The thing about Instagram and reddit is that the content usually it doesn't refresh all that frequently so you know, I can yeah. I can pull it up and constantly look at it, and the until that algorithm there. changes, until that algorithm changes, but um, uh, but Facebook, I mean, I it didn't affect me in the least that Facebook was down yesterday, but uh, there's there's definitely people out there who with Facebook and with Instagram, I can only imagine like the Instagram models, for example, who who peddle their OnlyFans accounts on Instagram, uh, and also the crypto. Peddlers as well. I'm sure they were losing their minds because their their one platform that they found any success on was down. So Uh,
2: I I didn't experience
0: it. You didn't I did, and
1: I was like, oh, I guess I guess I'm just having spotty issues because there's construction going on outside my house. Like, oh, they must be like hitting the wires or something like that. Whatever, I'll deal with it later. And it didn't really affect me that much. Whoops. I was on the road
2: and when I got the message that Facebook was down, I went on Facebook <laughs> and then it was like, okay, I guess I'm the only one here. <laughs> like, I don't Hello, know.
1: is it me you're looking for? So,
0: so. Yeah, see, I laughed at that because I guarantee you this was the knee jerk reaction of most people is that they hear Facebook is down. So they instinctively go to Facebook to check and confirm.
1: Well, sometimes like, is it like a, like a server that's a specific area, or is it like Facebook? I think that maybe a lot of people checked. Like, is it really Facebook entirely, or is it just oh yeah, the uh, the northeast servers down, but you know all of Europe's fine. Like, okay, well, let me check. No, no, no Facebook is down.
0: Yeah, it was a mess too. They um, lost
1: a little bit of money that day, didn't they?
0: Yeah, Zuck lost like. Billions of dollars, seven billion dollars or something. Seven. Yep. Like he'll make it as as the many people have pointed out. He will make all of that back by the end of this week.
1: Uh, yeah, it's back up to two. It's up two percent today. So
0: he will make was, all that money yeah, back. I, in th- the th- I think DVD they're split. they're even. Yeah. Man, seven billion dollars. I'd be happy with seven dollars.
1: Yeah, they were trading at three forty four, and then Facebook went down. And they dropped to 323 and then they're back up to 333 right now, maybe 334 at the end of trading. So they, they've, they've clawed half back of what the dip was, but the, I mean, Oh my God, going from 340 to 320. Oh, it Ooh. wasn't like a, yeah, you're not jumping out of a high rise kind of uh issue. Yeah. I'm I, still, th- I'm still thinking of what
2: I could do w- with seven bucks. <laughs> I'm like, could I afford two checks Mixed bags? I think I could.
0: Yeah. How many? Uh, how many cheeseburgers does that buy you off the value menu?
2: Cheeseburger, 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 cheeseburger. One.
0: But yeah, one if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, you know, the way things are going these days. Yeah. The did you did you guys happen to read the? Uh, I guess like the accounts from people who worked for Facebook who were talking about what impact the outage had on them at headquarters Mm-mm. at one uh, hacker way
1: not to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah at uh one hacker way uh apparently people were locked out of the building they couldn't even get into the building to um to, to actually get to the server room to figure out what was going on and how to like fix was it an
1: auto lockdown or was it just like that's if facebook's down everything's locked up like what uh, what's going on
0: I don't know if it's like to get to get into the building, you have to flash your Facebook credentials like it. That that was weird. That that that's why I'm thinking. There had to have been some corporate sabotage.
2: (laughs) I mean, not to quote Ghostbusters, too, but it did seem like something strange is going on.
3: (laughs) 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 <laughs>
2: such an obscure reference i didn't think anybody was gonna get that
0: it's just a fucking generic line yeah. ghostbusters 2. <laughs> but it's part of ghostbusters yeah. Uh, so yeah it was um i don't know any of the technical stuff i know someone posted on reddit who actually worked for Facebook for Facebook's IT? They they posted what they believed the issue was, and that actually got them in trouble. Like they had to delete their Facebook or their their uh, Reddit account because they were found not only found out, but you know they're also now uh, apparently giving away company secrets by posting that on on Reddit. So. Uh, yeah with the, with this like whistleblower thing, all this news that's come out about Facebook and the the thing with like Instagram and you know doing the Instagram for kids that failed before it even got off the ground. Uh, I'm smelling a conspiracy just it, it the the timing the timing of a 12 hour outage lines up perfectly with all this other quite contro controversial news that's come out about Facebook in the last few weeks.
1: Kind of like how Epstein didn't kill himself.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Facebook didn't kill himself. Facebook yeah,
1: Facebook didn't, didn't kill himself.
0: himself. Do you see Twitter yesterday? They posted on, on their official Twitter account. Was, all just said is "Hello, literally everybody." <laughs> so, uh, Nate turned my attention to a sixty minutes interview uh, that was done be- It was done by uh, Scott Pelley with a woman named Frances Haugen. Not to be uh, confused with Frances Sternhagen, who's a very good actress. Very old, but a very good actress. Still kicking at 91 years young. But uh, Frances Hagen worked for Facebook. She joined Facebook in 2019. I believe her uh, drive to accept the position at Facebook was so she could combat misinformation.
1: That's correct. That's noble, right there.
0: And uh, she has since exited the organization. Uh, but then started revealing some not so flattering things about Facebook. And
1: now, uh, was did she have an NDA?
0: That is a good question. I have not heard nor read anything about an NDA.
1: So there's no punitive, like, well, we're going to sue you because you uh, violated your NDA. It's well. From what I hear is who she reported to, like
2: they can't, like they have a policy or like a law that's like, as long as you're submitting information to them, it it's fine. But I, I, I don't really know about it. It seems rather fishy. Like I, I don't really understand it. Like it's, I forget who she reported this to, but it's supposed to be like a rule that if, you're you're free to report to them any sort of shit <laughs> right know?
0: i'm not seeing anything about her having to sign a non-disclosure agreement so um yeah i guess i think it would have made
1: its way out immediately like oh oh but i haven't heard anything so
0: wouldn't be surprised if facebook's not going to make everyone sign an nda to work there
1: I mean, they're they are already
2: saying that all of it's bullshit. So it's like, mm, of course, just... oh, of course, they're gonna oh, say all that. of it's bullshit. Sure, like, like it's not true. We work really hard to get rid of hate speech, and we, <laughs> we make this a good, safe place for the world. She, yeah, I, sure you do. I don't know what voice that was, but it was something.
0: I believe she exited Facebook in April of this year. Uh, Yeah, Hagen resigned from Facebook, according to CNN. Uh, Hagen resigned from Facebook in April this year and left the company in May after handing off some projects, according to a profile in the uh, Wall Street Journal, but not before collecting the documents that would form the basis for the publication's investigation.
2: I like that I read, like, some sort of report that said that the retort from Facebook, the first retort was... She only worked there for two years. Oh, yeah. Like, is that is that your big defense there, really? Like, are you just going to... She she doesn't know shit about what we do. <laughs> it's like you kind of stabbed yourself or shot yourself in your foot like by saying, like, she only worked there two years. She doesn't know what's going on.
1: Did you, did you hear about their second retort? No. After that. It was, uh, (laughs) yeah,
0: Yeah. at uh, at Facebook, um, you have to be there for, I guess, a minimum of five years before you are no longer considered a new hire. Wow. That's I'm just pulling that one out of my ass. I can't confirm that in the least. I'm just just saying, uh, but uh, you have to be
1: there as of 2004 to be considered not a new hire.
0: Yeah. You have to, you, you had to have been working for Facebook well before Facebook was even founded. You have to be an original MySpace employee.
1: <laughs> if you don't have the Facebook, then you're not good enough.
0: Hey, man. Hey, listen. When I signed up for Facebook, it was 2005, September 2005. Uh, I think it was still the Facebook at the time. Uh, Something everyone should do, by the way, is whenever you see your Facebook memories come up, I mean, it's a button right on the on the sidebar, but like people never think to look at it unless something actually shows up in their memories. Go through your posts and make sure that you didn't post shit in like 2008. They could get used against you. (laughs)
1: it truly is i don't know i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) it truly is
0: it truly is just a just a best practice um can i so i bring this up because i was looking at my facebook memories um
1: i need to uh, do this for a year now i'm doing it now
0: (laughs) but look at yeah look at this though right now it's a status update from two thousand six, October fifth, two thousand six, and all I wrote was the best.
1: Oh, because you would you would be like Jack Gill is the best, right? Is that what? People oh would say yeah, I remember that yeah. back in the day, you used to finish the sentence. You are like, no, 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 That's not how it works anymore, guys.
0: Yeah, because you could only there there was like if I remember correctly, you could only choose from uh, like a handful of pre written. Uh, status updates and they were very basic and then at some point they introduced you you could you could add a sixth that was a like a custom one but you couldn't just like type anything in at any time you had to you had to edit it every single time you wanted to post something um so i think like uh i changed it to the best and this was you know well before long form status updates came out but like you said mike then they there was a period of time where, like, it would always preface it with like "Jack Gill is dot dot dot," and then you'd have to uh, sort of write it in the you know past tense. You have to write yeah. it passively. Mm-hmm. Um, so
1: passive voice is a very weak way to uh, write the English language. Sir, learned that from my high school English teacher. Uh, uh,
0: so I can I can only think of two. Scenarios where my status update here from October 5th, 2006 was the best. It was either in reference to this, or it was uh, in reference to Fro. Nice. Oh,
2: well, either way, you have to delete it because (laughs) you think you're the best, which is not fair to like everybody else who's the best.
1: Shame on you! Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to spend the next year every single day hitting that. <laughs> I don't home button because uh, I have a sneaky suspicion <laughs> that uh, there's some stuff there that uh, <laughs> I probably don't want people to see anymore. Uh, I've thought not even to- my employers would care. It's like uh, other people.
0: I've thought to do it twice, um, so I you know I bring it up, but I. I, what, and you can't
1: you can't go through you've got to wait for that day to show up don't you right
0: uh cr- I think it's easier to just wait for the day to show up and and go through because I was like I as I was looking through this uh very early this morning uh, and, and seeing you know what I was seeing in the past and uh I I had one from 2010 that was pretty um not PC. It was a plug for Talk Radio meltdown. That's the best part. <laughs> it was a plug for nice. Talk Radio meltdown. <laughs> I threw I threw in uh, I threw in a few words that uh people don't usually throw around these days. So, uh I especially guess.
1: because you're white.
0: What did I say? Wow, musician's friend. Thanks for telling me that my back-ordered compressor won't ship for another month and then the uh the dirty language began. And then I proceed to respond to our friend Shy Guy. Who, who was trying to help me out and I said something along the lines of that is indeed the piece of poo that shipped the silly warranty before the ass fucking item. I couldn't <laughs> I, I couldn't think of an alternative for that last one. But I'm looking at them like, boy, two thousand eleven Jack was really uh two thousand ten Jack was a little a little salty about things.
2: So you think they're gonna revert back? to the old ways of facebook now that all this shit's happening we haven't even cracked into the, like the the core of the conversation have we no Just we haven't <laughs> classic us
0: no um y-
2: so how do you want to do this we gotta do it fast you want to do it fast or well you do it? what
0: do you what do you think the ramifications would be if they got rid of the ability to post status updates
1: uh, they would. they would. It would disintegrate. It would cripple them a lot. Um, I mean, that's literally people's main form of communication for the last what? At this point, ten years almost. Yeah, maybe five. Maybe we'll two thousand twenty-one, two thousand eleven. Eh, eight years, maybe seven years. I would say ten years. Yeah. Main form of communication. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Facebook is at least. It's beneficial in that I've
1: public utility
0: It's a public utility. It's worked for, it's worked well for the show and for, for what I'm doing. Honestly, if you know, we didn't have this podcast, I'd be off Facebook, but at the same time, there are, there are several people that I'm happy that I remain in touch with thanks to Facebook.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, there's, I'm connected with people. I never thought I would ever see again.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: From years ago. So it's it's great in that sense but it's it's just so weird that it's essentially like the bulletin board of like emotions like people just it's just ah I don't know there's so many different feelings about it because I do agree that there was good from it but the way that they've evolved it is it's turned into this platform to advertise your dirty laundry and your fucking worse shit and because that's what works all, all inside your own little bubble yeah so it just echo that's chamber. What, that's what works like i've noticed a huge difference when i started like tweeting like or tweeting sorry facebooking um posting like negative stuff and like angry stuff like when i was pissed off at the government and the president like those posted great and then whenever i was like you know i think donuts should be free or something stupid like that like just some weird thing that i usually say i got nothing right and
0: <laughs> i i learned within uh, I'd say probably the last 10 years that Facebook is not a platform that one should use as, as you said, Nate, to to air like dirty laundry, really just like, not even just like personal opinions on current events, but like just complaining about shit, right? Like going back to that post I put up, like granted I, I threw in a plug for the podcast in that post, but I'm complaining about something that has no impact no bearing on anyone but me and even then it's just a gripe and it's something that is not crucial to my existence and i'm using a platform with an audience to complain about it. like who cares who gives a shit mm-hmm. i used to complain about the, the 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 day-to-day working on the morning show at the radio station I, I go on facebook and complain about just different shit on there and i realize after a period of time why am i doing this this is not like if I have problems, I'll get a therapist. I'm not going to go on Facebook and complain about it. I've se- I've seen that destroy people. I've seen people use I saw it happen with MySpace. I've seen it happen with platforms like LiveJournal where oh god. People use those platforms to just complain and make their problems public and try to make it everyone else's problem eventually it backfires eventually it'll come back and bite you in the ass. And that's why I'm saying go through when those memories pop up, man, go through them, endure the cringe, go through them, get rid of the shit that is damning. Cause that stuff, that stuff will just come back and and it'll just bite you in the ass when, when you least expect it. But
2: that's only half the problem, you know, like it, the, the real problem is how it's trained us to be social with each other. It's, it's not about. All reactionary. What, it's all just, yeah, it's all. Oh, that's what gets the discussion going is, you know, you know, fuck whoever you follow or, you know, who did this controversial thing and how you feel about ABCDEFG abortion. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, There's too many. Just all these certain things. Like it's really done an amazing job at dividing us into certain clicks. Oh Yeah. So, like, you basically are now grouped in with people who have the same mindset as you. And in my opinion, that's shit. Because if you are around people that have the same opinion as you, you don't fucking go anywhere. You need you need outside, like, I don't know, debates and stuff. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, it just I, seems I, like we're all in clicks. It's like high school. Like I understand.
0: If, I, under, I understand what you're getting at because like my friends growing up, like I'll, I'll tell you right now that I know that Ack and Stefan are on complete opposite ends of um like the political spectrum. Slightly. And uh and, and Stefan, like I am, you know, I don't care and I, I don't know enough about that shit to really hold a conversation but...
1: Jack um, is politically agnostic.
0: I, you know what? That's actually a really good way of saying it. That's that's much a nicer way of saying it. I'm just stupid and not intelligent <laughs> But, <laughs> but,
1: uh, I'll go with option A right there. I'll take that one, Mike.
0: <laughs> but it's th- there, there are instances where, like, with Facebook, it, it, you've gotten to a point now where you can't disagree with someone and then all of a sudden harbor animosity and ill will towards that person. It makes it very difficult to not like, look at you know, where you see their name pop up. If you don't block them or, or oh, that's them. Like an
1: asshole, right? That's what I feel like.
0: Yeah. Cause there are some people that like, I've unfollowed. I haven't blocked them. but I've unfollowed because I respect these people and I want to continue being friends with them. Or they could be family members or people that I consider family. And I see them post stuff about either Biden or Trump or the, um, you know, the pandemic and, I don't like, I don't want to see that, but I don't want to have that be like the thing I focus on the next time we spend time together. I don't want to like see that person and immediately launch into some debate or argument just based on some crap that they posted on Facebook. I don't want to do that. I don't want to see that. I really, I really believe in the whole, um, you can disagree and still be friends. I really believe in that. And there's far too many people these days that don't subscribe to that and they don't believe in that and they they largely use social media as their jumping off point their their springboard for their feelings
1: i wish you could give that's because you're off, just some man. libtard snowflake okay
0: that's why would you say Nate?
1: And I wish you could give a Ted
2: talk on how to do that because I no just, no one
0: knows how to do that.
2: I did. Well, not, not even myself because like I see people post like really stupid things and I'm kind of wired to take the scientific route of things and when you're <laughs> posting shit that is like anti-science. Like I get it. Science isn't perfect, but when you treat, science like it's supposed to be perfect and you're saying stupid shit it kind of drives me insane because basically most of these people online are expecting science to be magic and they're getting it confused like they think oh because science is like this thing it's a hundred percent right
1: it 100% never of the time. It
2: never changes it never adapts it never you know like and if it does it was a lie it's like "Mm, that's not how it works science is constant it's not math like you don't add two numbers together and then you get the solution it's always going to be changing and i think people need to go back to high school that don't fucking remember that it's it's just a process and it's driving me crazy because I see so many posts where they don't think about I, I'm not, I'm trying not to use specific examples. But if you, <laughs> but if you need one? I can I tell am, so
1: hard right now. <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll, I'll just use this example. Fine. Fuck it. I don't okay. care. Who cares? <laughs> fucking you can at me, whoever, you know who you are fucking at me all you want. I don't give a shit. Eat my dick. Um, there's this video of this painter who has a mask on and he has paint all over his face and here's the thing he takes off his mask and there's another mask underneath it wow he double masked good for him but then he takes that mask off and then i can't remember exactly what he does he like blows his nose into a black handkerchief and then he shows that there's paint in his nose And he uses that as a stepping point to say, masks don't do shit because paint is so much thicker than this virus and you're all fucking stupid. And I'm like, what? How far into this are we? Like, I mean, March 2020, the data said masks prevent you from giving the virus to somebody else, right? Not masks prevent you from breathing in the virus. No one ever said that. That has never been said. It's always masks protect you from giving it to other people. So the right scenario for this whole fucking stupid painter guy thing, who's doing science because he thinks he's fucking Bill Nye. The stupid asshole would have to put a mask on the paint as well and a mask on him. And I fucking bet you it wouldn't get up his fucking nose because that is the way masks are supposed to work. Play the song.
1: I was going to say we need some, (laughs) we need some, uh, some soft rock there, Jack.
0: (laughs) For the unaware it's soft rock tober. Where we celebrate the fantastic soft rock artists of the past many years.
2: Oh, it's working! I'm so chill now.
0: Like this one, Air
2: Supply. So much like I'm all out of love I'm so lost without you
0: <laughs> It's funny you say that, Nate
2: Does it go into that?
3: I don't know the song <laughs> Oh
0: man, that was good uh, For the unaware If you're wondering if you didn't listen to our warm-up segments uh which is part of the full episode uh here on hardly focused uh you can get dot com, and uh we, we were talking about how all the radio stations celebrate rocktober no one ever celebrates soft rocktober and then it was decided that should anyone get upset while we are talking mm-hmm. about serious things on on this episode then we will which just- i
2: promised i would
0: we'll just uh kick out the soft rock jams and uh we'll we'll bring everything back to order. So
2: uh it's wh- crazy. I've never heard the rest of that song. I've only heard the chorus. <laughs> you learn a new thing every day.
0: I just I, I just love how yeah. you're like, "Hey, this sounds just like" and the timing was perfect. <laughs> yeah.
2: I wasn't I mean, yeah. It was a, it was totally a joke. Uh, look i'm no. just
0: i'm just proud of myself for so i'm proud of myself for uh uh hitting the post I hit if the i post just there.
2: waited just a few more seconds i wouldn't have looked like a fucking asshole anyway well, why
0: who don't, cares? well why don't we do this why don't we regroup uh and okay. then we'll, we'll jump into the what, what francis Hogan actually said on 60 minutes Sounds Ooh. great. All right. So uh, we will return. Stick around. Hardly focused. I was riding my bike around the circle and this kid runs out of the house, throws a stick with a nail in it at my bike, pops the tire. I look at him and go, dude, what? And he just goes, is it hot in here or is it just me? And he runs back inside and closer. Hear more at hardlyfocused.com. This podcast contains explicit content are listening to Hardly Focused. I could say something pretty inappropriate right now. We are Hardly Focused. Thank you for checking out our show. You can find us at hardlyfocused.com on your favorite podcast app on YouTube. hardlyfocused.com slash YouTube. Just search anywhere for Hardly Focused and you will find us. It is the Fifth of October, or as we've been affectionately calling it here on the show, Soft Rocktober. That totally failed miserably. I I don't know what I expected.
1: Uh, were you trying <laughs> to play something in the background there, Chief?
0: I was trying. No, I tried to fire something off and uh, failed. Here we go. It was just a dud.
1: <laughs> Story okay. of Jack's sex life.
0: <laughs> why Why do I do anything? Why do I Why do I try to do anything and think that it'll work? Uh, It is soft rocktober here on Hardly Focused. There we go. You know, just for that, I'm going to crank it.
3: You should have seen by the look in my eyes, baby. There was something missing.
2: You should have
0: Uh, for the uninitiated, all the rock radio stations like to do uh, Rocktober, so we figured let's do Soft Rocktober. Celebrate the careers of soft rock artists uh, like Ario Speedwagon. And this is a great album, High Infidelity. I love this album.
2: It's growing on
0: me. Speedwagon is still together. They tour regularly, and they, they, they'll they usually play with other legacy uh, acts of the day, such as Def Leppard, and that is like the show you want to go to. It, you'll always see like Speedwagon and Foreigner and Def Leppard. Uh, you'll you'll see all of those bands on the bills together. Um, and anyway. we also
2: use this to to regulate our blood pressure, specifically mine, because the subject that we're talking
1: about,
0: yeah, maddening. Oh wait, hold on. Here we go. And
3: I'm gonna keep on.
0: are pegging but i don't care i do not care okay uh, we were talking about facebook as i as i drown out the uh the guitar solo i'm sorry but um we were talking about uh facebook hold on i got a harley focus Mommy. here what the fuck is this ario speedwagon album called not the one not not high infidelity obviously know that um it's got some awful horrible name Uh you can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Wow. That was our 1978 album uh that featured Time for Me to Fly.
2: That's not even a title. (laughs) It's
0: just a bad dad joke.
2: Yeah, it's just like saying like, uh the 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 next album we put out is gonna be called Knock Knock Who's There? Banana (laughs) Banana Who Knock Knock Who's There Banana Banana Who Knock Knock Banana Banana Who Knock, knock, Nate, could, Bear, you Orange, could you stop plugging?
0: Could you stop plugging <laughs> the new Space Bear album? <laughs> uh, anyway, A
1: thousand percent accurate, right there.
0: Anyway, um, now that we've gotten that out of the way, uh, we were talking about Facebook earlier because Facebook was down all day on the fourth of October, and that affected it affected Instagram. It affected. Uh, WhatsApp and then uh, Mark Zuckerberg actually had just posted something on Facebook uh, probably about a half an hour ago. So while we were here recording, um, Zuck uh, posted an update on what happened yesterday. Uh, He says, I Uh, I wanted to share a note. I wrote to everybody at our company Um. Oh, God, it's a long fucking note. Okay. Uh, First, the SEV that took down all our services yesterday was the worst outage we've had in years. We spent the past 24 hours debriefing how we can strengthen our systems against this kind of failure. Blah, 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 blah. Second, now that today's testimony is over, I want to reflect on the public debate we're in. I'm sure many of you have found the recent coverage hard to read because it doesn't just, it just doesn't reflect the company we know. We care deeply about issues like safety, well-being, and mental health. I'm sure you do. Okay. Uh, you can look it up yourself.
1: As long as it doesn't affect our bottom line.
0: Yeah. Um, he ends it with, when I reflect on our work, I think about the real impact we have on the world. The people who can now stay in touch with their loved ones, create opportunities to support themselves and find community. This is why billions of people love our product. I'm proud of everything we do to keep building the best social products in the world. Grateful to all of you for the work you do here every day. Okay. And uh, that from, uh, of course, Jeff Bezos. I'm sorry, Mark Zuckerberg. Same guy. Uh, yeah. Might as well be. Um, one has a penis ship. The other wishes he had a penis ship.
1: No, the other one doesn't wish he had a penis ship. He just wishes he was a real boy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I love the thing going around that the wax sculpture of
1: him looks more realistic
0: of, uh, of Zuckerberg. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen that. I'm going to look it up now.
1: Does not yeah, compute. Do does not compute error,
0: error resetting. Oh my word. Wow.
2: Yeah.
0: Wow. Oh my yep. god. Yep. <laughs> it's fucking weird, right? That's frightening, dude. That's really fucking frightening.
2: <laughs> I hope it's real too. I don't want to spread misinformation. I uh, know it
0: is because uh, what I'm about to pull up here is coming straight from Madam Two. Was it Madam Two Solids or whatever?
1: Madam Two Solids. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There okay. you go. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that looks. I mean, here's all the. Here's the a side by side. Yeah, there's a side by side. Yeah, nice fucking haircut there, Opie. Anyway, yeah. um, Francis Haugen was on 60 Minutes, interviewed by um, uh, Scott Pelley. She is the whistle. You're gonna say
2: a clock. <laughs> 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 you interviewed by a clock.
0: Uh, she was inter- minutes. She was interviewed by uh, Scott Pelley, who used to be the. Um, the evening news anchor, uh, but that guy's about as compelling as watching paint dry. So he's better and that's suited. That's why he's on 60 Minutes. <laughs> he's better suited for a show like 60 Minutes. You're right. So uh, talking to her about the uh, the documents that she's leaked, um, her her testifying, um, which by the way, uh, the Associated Press has uh, a really really good TLDR for. Uh, what she brought up uh, at her Senate Commerce Subcommittee on, Con- on Consumer Protection testimony. Um, some of that stuff she pretty much brings up during the interview here. So uh, I have some of it for you. Uh, the first clip here, this is her talking about civil trust. Here we go.
3: When we live in an information environment that is full of angry, hateful, polarizing content, it erodes our civic trust. It erodes our faith in each other. It erodes our ability to want to care for each other. The version of Facebook that exists today is tearing our societies apart and causing ethnic violence around the world.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: yep. That's the thing I think we all forget is that Facebook isn't just, hey, it's a bunch of drunken inbred hicks and liberal elitists in America, it is like ethnic groups in the middle of Southeast Asia that are killing each other. Yeah.
0: Yep. Sorry. I'm trying to click something and I'm failing miserably at it.
1: Motherfucker.
0: Oh, I'm firing on all cylinders tonight. Uh she was part of uh when she when she's part of Facebook, she, she was hired in twenty nineteen. She left earlier this year. And she So
1: was, really she's just like a temp employee then, right?
0: I mean, if if the company you work for, like really treats their employees terribly in your attempt for uh, uh, a year and a half. um, (laughs) Sounds like me. Uh, Anyway. um, Yeah, she um, uh, when she left, she took a bunch of documents with her. They're effectively the basis for her blowing of the whistle. Um, She was brought in specifically she, she, when she accepted the job, she wanted to fight misinformation. So she was brought in to work on civic integrity. So uh, here she is telling Scott Pelley about
3: that. They told us we're dissolving civic integrity. Like they basically said, Oh good. We, we made it through the election. There wasn't riots. We can get rid of civic integrity. Now fast forward a couple of months, we got the insurrection and when they got rid of civic integrity, it was the moment where I was like, I don't trust that they're willing to actually invest what needs to be invested to keep Facebook from being dangerous.
2: It's so tough because it's like, it is Facebook actually doing it. That's what I'm really wondering. I'm not, I'm not for or against like any side of the argument. I just wanted to throw that out that I can't help but wonder if if it's Facebook or if it's just the way that we as humans have evolved that, you know, like kind of like how like bad news travels faster than good news. Like we're more susceptible to stories about murder and car accidents and all sorts of shit that has happened all the way across the world or maybe somewhere else. And it's just, it doesn't really pertain to us, but we're addicted to it. So we, we tune into it. And I wonder what level of Facebook is benefiting from it. Like what they're feeding into it, or if it's just, that's the way we are now. It makes me wonder, what
1: do you guys think? Uh, I have a feeling that if, if Facebook's algorithms were a bit more benign, it wouldn't, it, it, people are still like at the root, people are still assholes. We're never going to get rid of that entirely. But if, if the Facebook algorithms were more benign as opposed to more, less, uh, I don't want to say malicious is probably the right word for it. If, If it was, if they were less malicious, the code is there to make you be active on the site and be engaging as much as possible for as long as possible so they can get ad revenue. Right. Because you're a product. That's why it's free. Yeah. And they don't care if you're in your own personal bubble doing it or if you're, you know, interacting with people outside of your own little echo chamber as long as you're interacting. But for them, they know that being in your own little echo chamber is better for the algorithm. So, for them, it's all about the algorithm, not about you. So, they don't care. I think that's the biggest problem. It's like, yeah, we're going to do whatever we want to do, but Facebook is definitely inching us towards the direction of being extra assholish as opposed to trying to steer us away from being extra assholish. So they are yeah, well complicit. Said. They're complicit. And yeah. assholish is definitely a word.
2: Yeah, I mean very well said. I I completely agree with you that all these platforms are really training us. Like Instagram is training us to think that if we don't have like the perfect body that like we're not really worth it. Like, especially for females, like it's very challenging and it's very damaging to the mental health of the female community is all these, you know, you have to be thin. You have to like, and you know, doesn't Facebook work with Instagram or aren't they the same?
1: They are now. Yeah.
2: So they're all, all these things are kind of training us and forcing us to be a certain way. Like, okay. I know that more angry, aggressive things get more clicks on Facebook. So that I know unpopular opinions are better to tweet. I know that skinny, fun photos are, you know, or like vacationy things and like really severely mentally damaging stuff happens on Instagram. But that's what people crave. Because that's what they've created. Yeah. I, it's just a mess.
0: Well, speaking of the algorithm, here's uh, Francis talking about um, that, specifically that, the Facebook algorithm. Here we go.
1: Oh my God, we segued properly. Holy shit.
0: Here we go. Misinformation, angry content yeah. is enticing to people
1: and keep, keeps them on the platform.
3: Yes. Facebook has realized that if they change the algorithm to be safer, people will spend less time on the site. They'll click on less ads. They'll make less money.
0: Yep. Yeah. What you just said. Exactly. Yeah. It's that. It, well, it well, makes
1: perfect sense. And I didn't have to work at Facebook to figure that out.
0: <laughs> what's, we were sure. talking about this earlier, but what's unfortunate is like, you know, there's, there's the lesser developed countries. There's like South America. There's, there's a lot of places around the world that, really heavily rely on Facebook for for businesses um for for just like various groups where really the only way even just doing business in general really really the only way they can do it is by f- doing it on Facebook I, I question now how economies are affected by Facebook's presence and what happens in an instance when Facebook goes down for an extended period mm-hmm. of time what happens if facebook just goes away entirely just because of all of this controversies or you know we we're talking earlier about getting rid of the um getting rid of the ability to update statuses do status updates you know what how what effect does that have on humans
2: well what i'm curious about is what this is going to have Like if, if this is going to have some sort of domino effect, like if they're going to start with Facebook and then they're going to start, you know, I, I saw a quote by, um, I think it was Mark Zuckerberg. I, I don't remember who cares, um, that we've had the internet for how long and like the rules haven't really changed since. Yeah. So that, that short little sentence scares the shit out of me. Because it's like, what are they going to do? Like, how are they going to... Because like, I do agree that hate, all the hate, all the manipulation, it's got to stop. But I also wonder what will happen if they completely police the internet. Like, you, you can't say... Things That's like, the tough oh, part, isn't it?
1: It's, it's so- and The internet was made to be free. And then the problem is... it's it's almost like the absolute freedom leads to pure anarchy and then not, not in a political anarchy, but actual just pure chaos. Yeah.
2: But the the same can be said if you start to regulate it, because you can't start with things being free and then regulate it. If it was regulated to begin with, and then you started giving freedom, like I, I, you see what I'm saying? Like if yeah. we started with like oh, which we kind of we pretty much did. We it was very limited. You didn't have search engines. You didn't have all these social networks. Like it was very like oh, if you want to find out more about Lunchables, type in Lunchables.com.
0: Keyword Lunchables. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, or, you know, think think back to the '90s when it was it was America Online. It was all the internet. The internet was really centered around AOL or its competitors that were effectively AOL, and they all tried to have portals set up.
1: And they were all the gatekeepers.
0: Yeah, and the chat rooms and every
1: Ghostbusters and, reference.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, it was all behind it was it was all behind AOL, and uh, now it's it really is like the Wild West. It's uh, you, you you we're saying like, oh, how's the internet? I mean, the internet in its current form is about thirty years old because nineteen ninety one is when Tim Berners Lee developed. Uh, the first web page, you know, the the basis for what we have for the for the information superhighway. I thought Al Gore invented it. Al Gore can jump off a cliff, <laughs> um, and he <laughs> can take his wife with him. Uh, Man, Man Bear Pig. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, people like my father, the boomers. You know, they'll they'll be the baby boomers will be the ones who'll be like, I remember a time before. The internet before Facebook, like yeah, good. Do you? Because, uh the the majority of the world at this point doesn't know how to function without the internet, and all of like all business, commerce, all of that is done through the internet. Everything is internet. We're all literally plugged in. It's it's everything that the Terminator predicted. It's Skynet taking over. Um, and and social media really like think about fucking Trump. The the only way that that guy ever got. Messages out the only his primary platform communication with social media was Twitter. Whereas previously, you know, press conferences would happen, um, uh, televised addresses would happen. No, now, now we're able to use a platform where you know, in 140 characters or 260, whatever it is now, um, you, you can just throw your thoughts out there and you will have a platform depending, like depending on your status. If you're like him who had 88 million followers, I think at, at the time that his account was shut down, that's a lot of fucking people.
2: That's a lot of power.
0: That a lot of fucking people. That's a, that is an audience right there. So, um, yeah, it, 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 I don't know. I feel like you should just expect this to happen, you know?
2: yeah uh, you know it's also kind of strange that the show revolution didn't do better because it's a really interesting concept if you're not familiar with it it's the show that is about if like all electronic stuff stops working like everything that requires electricity
1: stops
0: just it's watch like, uh, watch the it, it had
1: Giancarlo Esposito in it too <laughs>
0: You mean the star of Far Cry 6? Yes. Um, the day after. That's one of my favorite films, and it's a fucking terrifying film, too, because it's about a nuclear war. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the EMP blasts all destroy anything electronic and a lot of mechanical things, and that's that alone is enough to throw you back to the Dark Ages. But yeah, that,
2: it's just fascinating to think about.
0: But that was 1983. Imagine what would happen in 2021 if that were to happen. Yeah. So, uh, one last clip here from, uh, Francis Haugen on 60 minutes, uh, Facebook owns Instagram and, uh, a, a giant PR misstep that happened a few weeks ago, which is why we think that it's far too coincidental that this and then the, um, the whistleblowing and then the, the outage all happened very, very soon together. Um, Facebook had announced that Instagram is going to have like an Instagram for kids, and that just, on in concept alone, sounds like an awful,
1: uh, awful that's, idea. That's just bad news written all over it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and because uh, you can only imagine if they had like Snapchat for kids, right? Unless they do, I hope they don't, because they had Snapchat for kids. Yeah,
1: I'm sure by the time that they're ready, they'll have it.
0: Yeah. So Instagram for kids almost was a thing, and it's not going to be a thing now. But uh, here's uh, Francis talking about that. One of the Facebook internal studies that you found talks about how Instagram harms teenage girls. Oh, yeah. One study says 13.5% of teen girls say Instagram makes thoughts of suicide worse. 17% of teen girls say Instagram makes eating disorders worse.
3: And what's super tragic is Facebook's own research says as these young women begin to consume this eating disorder content. They get more and more depressed and it actually makes them use the app more. And so they end up in this feedback cycle where they hate their bodies more and more. Facebook's own research says it is not just that Instagram is dangerous for teenagers, that it harms teenagers It's that it is distinctly worse than other forms of social media.
0: Yeah. we're talking about earlier, we're talking about, People who air their laundry on uh, their, their not, not Brian laundry, but just their laundry in general. They air it on social media and they, they make it their They make people. they like uh, unwitting audience about their personal lives being miserable. Mm-hmm. No one gives a shit and don't like, and, and it's uh, yeah, no one gives a shit. They really don't. There, there's, there's no reason to be doing any of that. And, this is exactly why, you know, uh, you know, grooming and pedophilia aside, why Instagram for kids is a horrible idea. Because there's, that's like that. We're talking about teenagers and how how they're influenced and what goes through their minds. God, that is the worst time to influence anyone.
2: Yeah, and we haven't even gone into the fact that we had it very easy, considering that. Nowadays Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, these are very powerful bullying tools. And I remember like hearing somebody talk about I don't sit with those people because they don't they only have like 20 followers. And it's like it has developed a whole class system within like I'm I'm so thankful that I don't have to go through that. It's like it was already a nightmare for me. I don't know about you, but I can't imagine that. And that's that's so so scary. Like, what do you think about that, Mike, with your with
1: kids? Uh, I I hope that my kids are independently strong-willed enough to not give a shit about that. Um, I, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean that's one of those things where he's like. Uh, I can't sit with my you know this you know my friend anymore. Why? Because I I don't have enough uh, Facebook likes, or I don't have enough you know Instagram. In the next whatever combo it is going to be in fifteen years, yeah. ten years at this point of of whatever the next app is. Like, dude, it, it's not real. It's all fake. Just fucking get over it. Yeah, and just having to like literally has to like to drill in. It's not real life. It's not real life. It's, it's it's Sarah and I have the same thing when we see all these people that we know are in chaotic, shitty relationships, and then you see these Facebook posts of like, "I love," "We're such in love," all this mm-hmm. good stuff, all this stuff, and it's like constant. You're like, you're constantly putting out this to to have a brave face on the fact that you have a shitty fucking relationship, and yeah. We know it because we know you. <laughs> you stuck in <at> it. <laughs> But like anybody who doesn't know you is like, oh my God, they have the perfect relationship. I suck at mine. How oh my God, I'm awful. I am awful. I can't get better. It's the same yeah. thing. It's just, it, you know, well, it, here's, it's it's we have the ability to kind of rationalize and realize that. Kids don't have that. Yeah. That much fucking harder.
2: Mike,
0: Mike, it's real quick. Comparing. This this is, you know, gonna go against everything that we're talking about. But Mike, do I know those people that you were just talking about? Have I spent time Not? with them before?
1: N- not explicitly. No, I was actually thinking a couple of Sarah's friends. So she knows, oh, okay. She literally knows that like they're a fucking train wreck. Okay. And she, and she's like, why are they posting this shit? Well, and they're so in love. And she's like, she's fucking cheats on him.
0: Here's <laughs> like, <laughs> well, here's, here's like with, with Facebook and with me, like Kate and I split up last year. And Wait, what the first Wait, thing, what? <gasps> Oh, damn it. <laughs> and the first thing that to me, the first thing that neither of us did was go on Facebook and change our relationship status and make sure that it was publicly known.
1: Well, you know why? Because if it's
0: it, it, if it's not
1: Facebook official, it's not official.
0: Yeah, and I didn't want to yeah. have
1: to. You guys are still you guys are still together.
0: I mean, legally, we're still married. If this was oh, okay. like if this was like uh, Bangladesh or you know whatever country where these things are more social norms, I mean, she'd still have to be you know doing everything I say, but.
1: And as long as she's walking 10 paces behind you, you're all good.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I didn't it's nobody's business. I would decide why I wanted to make it people's business. And I didn't feel like having to uh, listen to people's either sympathies or their judgments over what happened. And, and and since then, I mean, we still haven't I've I've now said on Facebook uh, I think it was when I announced that I got kittens. I was like, hey, Kate, and I split up, but here are my kittens because, you know, I need something to make me happy. <laughs> you know, people react well to cats. And then, of course, it happened. Uh, people coming to me, I don't know about you and Kate. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, because I didn't talk about it until just now because I didn't want to have this conversation that we're having right now. Yeah. I got sick of people still, people were still coming to me like, oh, yeah, you and Kate, you and Kate, you and Kate. I'm like, uh, I'll be there. You know, like, <laughs> I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, I'll be there.
1: I'll be there.
0: Yeah. So it's, but unfortunately you like, you have the platform available and I've seen how people, I've seen how people react to things when, when shit doesn't go their way and they realize they have this platform and this audience. And when it, be, when it gets personal and then they can turn people against one another, it's just like, I, I swear to God, if I didn't, if I wasn't using the platform just to to peddle this podcast, then uh, I, I wouldn't be on it. But I mean, at the same yeah. time, it's nice to it's nice to. I mean, I'm going out to, to you know the West Coast tomorrow. Uh, all the people I'm going to see, I largely keep in touch with because of Facebook. So
2: yeah, it's, you know, fuck me it's right. Tricky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get too far away from the whole school system thing. Mm-hmm. I think I just wanted to point out that when we were in school, there were popular kids and then not as popular kids. I won't tell you where I f- w- fell. <laughs>
1: uh, but <laughs> um, homecoming King over here, most popular guy and the, the football uh, star over here. Nate absolutely. Phillips. Look at, look at me.
2: Um, but my point is, is that wasn't real like that whole popularity thing wasn't real. Like as soon as you got out of high school, it was like a free for all. Like the cheerleaders started talking to me. I mean, they, um, I mean, they always talked to me cause I was, I was pop I was a cool guy. Um, But they, <laughs> they talked to me more after high school and like the, all those statuses kind of fell apart and everybody started talking with everybody. Yeah. I noticed that
0: too. when I graduated because I was, I was working at the the supermarket in town and I would still see, you know, people, uh, you know, years after I graduated high school and all of a sudden people that like, you know, we, we couldn't look at each other in the hallways at the lockers without spitting in each other's faces. And now we're best friends out in public. Everybody gets along and everyone's a pal.
2: Because like you get rid of all of those like barriers and everything. but now there's a number that literally shows kids that popularity is real. Like, oh my god, they have 2,000 followers or I don't really know what kids have these days for what's a big number? I feel like two million is a little bit too much. Look, we've but got like, like
0: we've got like 600 subscribers on YouTube and I'm like, check it out. I'm Jack Big Dick Gill. 600 subscribers on YouTube What up
2: It's crazy and then somebody comes along And says like yo I have 6 million And now you feel like a piece of shit And that wouldn't exist Way back then because the popularity Thing wasn't real but now it is
0: See this is why I wish I could carry around The soundboard wherever I go Because when people bring that shit up I could just respond with
1: Oh good for you
0: Yeah uh, and Nate, don't sell yourself short about what you were in high school, because if you remember, man, uh, the sportos, the motorheads, the geeks, the sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads, they all adored you. They all thought you were a righteous dude. <laughs> uh, that's, you know I was doing I, was, I forgot.
2: Uh, I forgot her name, but
0: why did that one her... up? Why did that one up while Nate was talking, getting that one ready to go?
2: That was good. I've seen that movie a lot and I couldn't have I couldn't have done that. Uh, her name's Grace, by the way. Grace. Yes, Grace. Edie McClure.
3: Grace.
2: And then he yells, I'm not gonna yell it, but
0: Oh yeah. no. You're fucked. <laughs> yep. All
2: right. Makes you look like an ass, is what he does. Thank you, Grace. I think you're wrong. <laughs> Um, Great movie, fantastic you, movie. You know the, Go to the theaters and see Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
0: Do you know, one of Jennifer that, Aniston's first roles was in the Ferris Bueller TV show. Wow, there was a TV show, yeah, and it's fucking terrible. And literally, the first five seconds, it like it announces that it's uh, about a kid named Ferris Bueller, whose movie was, whose life was made into a movie called Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yikes! Yeah, and it lasted like six episodes i'm surprised it lasted that many they must have
2: made six before they told the network that they were going to even do it well um they're like well we have but these
0: before we wrap up this uh this segment here any final thoughts uh mike any final thoughts on facebook
1: uh uh man don't we wish we had google plus back now don't we
0: The only update I, I, I think I ever posted for the um, uh, Hardly Focused, or I guess at the time it was Talk Radio Meltdown, um, Google Plus page was like, at the passive behest of Kate, we're now on Google Plus. <laughs> and that was it. Because uh, she was like really mad that we weren't on Google Plus because it was like the new thing. It was supposed to be the big thing. Was yep. it? Was it? Was it was it ever big? Uh, Nate anything from you
2: uh we should go back to myspace
1: <laughs> still exists, doesn't it
2: I mean Tom never did this to us
0: <laughs> is uh, uh is uh, Justin Timberlake still uh, like part owner oh, I don't know
2: I honestly don't I just I think it's time to go back to our roots.
0: Check out this T-shirt. It's, it's quite appropriate for what we've uh, what we've been talking about.
1: <laughs> Tim Vanderhook is the CEO currently, still, still. Okay. Interesting.
0: Uh, the T-shirt, by the way, is from Teen Hearts. It's just a picture of uh, God and it says "Disappointments, all of you."
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. So I mean, I, I don't know. If I, I could, could say
2: so much more about it. It's just we need to figure shit out, and I don't even know what the solution is because to take it all away is just as damaging as keeping it going. Cause it's just like, it's, it's chaos one direction and chaos in the different direction. So I just think, yeah, I I really don't know. Cause like mental health is going crazy right now. So it would be a really bad time to start limiting, limiting,
0: limiting,
2: ah, limiting, limiting, uh, people's contact with each other. Yeah, so it's just such a clusterfuck right now.
0: Well, I guess with Trump getting banned, I would see that as a you know a turning point and a you know a positive turning point because it really yeah. showed that like they have the they have the ability to stop this stuff, but it takes a lot. Yeah, And and sometimes you really, sometimes like a lot of bad has to happen first. And it, and it yeah. sucks that uh it sucks that it really, you know, that's what it takes. It takes an insurrection yeah. to happen or an insurrection attempt to happen before uh we finally try to put the kibosh on this. But um, who knows? Ten years from now, we could have something uh, much worse. And we'll be looking back at this meeting like, man, remember Facebook? Remember how easy we had it? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, who knows?
0: We'll, uh, we'll come back and we'll wrap up the uh, show here. We'll do the wrap up segment available only on the full episode of this podcast, which you can get hardly focused.com and uh, we'll blitz through some of the stuff that we didn't get to in this episode. Stick around. This is hardly focused. We have a whole segment dedicated to that. Don't you worry. This is the end. Hardly focused The end Well you made it to the end of this uh, Shockingly serious installment of Hardly focused
2: I feel like you need to go back
0: and edit like a poop joke Oh, I mean that's pretty could, serious I could just play this <laughs> Never again Alright, could be a little more lighthearted and play this. Running down the gutter with the piece of bread and butter. Diarrhea, diarrhea. <laughs> Running down the gutter with the piece of bread and butter. Diarrhea, diarrhea. Some people think it's funny, but it's really wet and runny. Diarrhea, diarrhea. Sorry, we like Papa diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long 30 seconds.
2: Oh, it was great. Though.
0: <laughs> uh, very quickly. David Lee Roth is retiring from music. Uh, I learned today that in the uh, music again, field, it, I don't think he's ever retired. Um, you just stopped doing a bunch of shit for a while. Yeah, He's got like all these different endeavors. Uh, and, you know, when, when Van Halen um, effectively played their last show, which was six years ago yesterday at the Hollywood Bowl. Um, the, uh, he, he would go out and do like solo shows. He's, he's, he's been doing residencies and his last quote unquote last, uh, performances will be in Vegas in January. Uh, but he is otherwise claiming that he's retiring and that'll be the last time you'll ever get to see David Lee Roth. And, uh, I'll tell you this, when I saw Van Halen with my father in 2015, uh, David Lee Roth, David Lee Roth. Man, that just was. And the, the one thing, like, the, the all the rock stars, you know, you know what the rock stars do, right? When they get on stage, and you're like, "Yeah, we heard Boston likes to party." Mm-hmm. You know, and you just so, some part of you dies. And they try and, to, uh... yeah, and they try to like they, you know, they they don't necessarily try to get local, um, but like all they have to do is like. Oh, let's say this. If they're playing at the Xfinity Center, if they're like, hey, what's up, Boston? Like, people are going to go nuts. But if then if, you know, because they're at the Xfinity Center and they go, yeah, what's up, Mansfield? Everyone goes fucking (laughs) ballistic because the performer knows that they're not in Boston. They're actually, like, 40 miles outside of Boston.
1: It's like, honestly, every single time you see a Patriots game on TV, like, they do circles around Boston. You're like, motherfucker uh, fox brother pattern fox brother pattern fox bro
0: yeah joe buck was calling that out the other night uh i don't know al michael sorry al michaels was calling that out um yep and uh like okay if al michaels is pointing this out then this is bad oh, um,
1: skyline of boston 29 miles away from where the <laughs> yeah i know i know we all know in new england where exactly boston is and where foxborough is yep they're not the same thing just show the Show an aerial footage of, of Gillette Stadium, okay? That's all you need to
0: know. That's why I always appreciated that, uh, like, if you look at the locations for Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, and they're all in, like, well-known locations, every single one of them, except for the Mohegan one, they just straight-up list Uncasville, Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> Where? What? <laughs> what what's an Uncus? Uncas yep. sounds like that that partia you between your balls and your taint. You know it's there, but you just can't you just can't scratch it.
2: Uh, the Uncas.
0: That's your yeah. Uncas. <laughs> um, David Lee Roth. Yeah, he's uh he's retiring. I learned today that in the music video for uh, "It Ain't Enough," uh they they do a flash forward to October tenth, twenty twenty one. When he uh, emerges out of a very futuristic-looking vehicle, and he's wearing a fat suit, uh, and he's so fat he can't get out of the car, but people are pointing out like David Lee Roth announced his retirement almost like to the day. Yeah, like thirty-five years to the day of when that uh, you know when that showed up in the video. So, um, David Lee Roth actually um, when he announced um, his his retirement, I don't know if he was doing like in if it was like an interview. It sounded like a podcast. And it sounded, you know, remember it remember a radio show. It sounded like that. But um, he was doing like an interview where he effectively announced his uh, retirement. Uh, this is what David Lee Roth had to say about that.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um,
0: That's
2: what people do now is podcasts
0: yeah I mean he did a thing for a long time it was called the Roth show um which uh I guess was really no different than his very short-lived um radio show but um which uh here you go Mike broadcasting from New York Philadelphia Dallas Boston Cleveland, Pittsburgh West
3: Palm Beach and Yakima all right now Yakima but Sam
1: <laughs> I, I think I think it hits a little close to home because my sister like lives close to Yakima. So like I get the the area and it's like, dude, no, no,
0: just just no. And the, and the fact that that wasn't the first time that he had dropped that one.
2: We're broadcasting internationally, New York, Philadelphia, Dallas, Boston, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, West Palm beach, San Diego, Chicago, Yakima. All right. Not Yakima
0: what was comical about that is he was listing off all the cities that his radio show was syndicated to, because it was part of the Howard Stern replacement plan when Stern went to satellite radio. So like, it wasn't, it wasn't like David Lee Roth was just going to be on New York city. He was on in all of Howard Stern's previous, like East coast markets. And there he's like, but he was under the impression that because the show is being streamed on the internet, that he'd be available everywhere. So he started listing off cities that his show actually wasn't available in. And then, refused to, this is one of like the points of contention between him and CBS Radio, is that uh, he refused to believe that at the time the show was only streaming uh, in the United States and only on the websites for the radio stations that were carrying his show. So it was actually very difficult to try to find him online, to listen to him. Nowadays, not so much, but back then, it was a bit of a challenge, but Dave thought, hey, I'm on the internet, so I'm going to be everywhere, uh, including uh, Kuala Lumpur, And, uh, you know, station Zeta four on Antarctic, uh, I station Zeto. uh, Yeah. Uh, reached further for a comment about his impending retirement. David Lee Roth had this to say,
3: Hopping and bopping and popping,
0: baby
2: with the boss bed for the top of the pop smash gold with the timely tunes for those with a textured taste. Shut up, Dave. No
0: time to waste. Yep. I love the. I'm gonna miss him. I love the. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um. Speaking of whistleblowers, there's there's this great like. Um. Th- when when David Lee Roth was on the radio when he replaced Stern, uh, like a week into his show. There was an insider from uh, CBS radio from from the New York station who was uh, g- gave a very scathing review of the show and just talked about how like how he was off mic and just the kind of person that he was. And he was an unnamed source. And uh, I was talking with a radio friend of mine recently, and uh, he revealed who that source was. It was none other than. Uh, the uh, former host of the afternoon fiasco on WBCN, Nick Carter. Ah,
1: you can't.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Nick. I just blew your cover. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, Casey Musgraves was naked on Saturday Night Live. Oh, uh, yeah, she was naked. She was naked. She confirmed she was not wearing clothes. Uh, she uh, performed uh Songs, "Blown in the Wind." I'm not familiar with Casey Musgraves.
2: She I'm cute. looking her up now.
0: She thick. She likes that that that. What do they call slim thick? She cute. <laughs> I I mean, I'm I'm not, uh, I don't know if I'd ever call myself a fan. I I honestly never listened to her until uh, SNL, but uh, she is not bad on the eyes. And she, you know what, she's performing. I didn't even think twice about it because she's sitting on a stool. She's got it the way she's holding her guitar. Looked a little suspect, but she had like a big like silver strap on the guitar that was slung over her shoulder. I just assumed she was wearing a dress. And you find out later yeah. on that not only was and she
1: was, yeah, it was flared back. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: Not not only was she wear she, she totally naked, but she was paying homage to Robin Wright's character in uh Forrest Gump. She was paying tribute to Jed Day. Uh when when uh Forrest walks into uh the strip club and there's Jenny sitting on the stool, ass naked. They do a shot from behind, and you can see Jed Day's butt crack. Uh, so that's what Casey Musgraves did. I don't, I don't know how they pulled that off with her coming out on stage. Like they had to, be inter- uh, I
1: believe they panned to her. That's the only way to get, get it that way. I think that's so they do ne- no more normally anyway, when they announce the, uh, the singer.
0: Well, they do that. I'm talking about like how she actually emerged on stage. Like if they had like something like a wall in place or something. So the audience wouldn't see just this naked chick walking out and sitting down on a stool.
1: Yeah. Cause they're like, "Woo, all right. Yeah. Maybe honestly, a robe and uh, a production assistant Yeah, Probably that's what it is yeah. Simple as that
2: We'll never know Actually that's not true We'll probably hear a bunch of interviews of people <laughs> Who are in the audience that are like Yeah or unless they just Signed non-disclosures
0: That shit uh, was no. naked I mean I'm talking tits I'm talking ass I'm talking uh, coochie coo
1: I mean, if, if you want to see tits and ass, just uh, get the new Halsey uh, album. And she's got a tit out right there. So there you go.
0: Dude, she posted a thing on Instagram today. A thing. A photograph. That's the word I was looking for. Wow. <laughs> Dude, she looks good, though, for just having a kid.
1: Well, I mean, not for nothing. You're famous enough. That you, you know, you got to train her.
0: She will be on SNL this coming weekend.
1: Ooh, I wonder which one she's
0: going to do. And she's... um. Going to be, uh, who's going to be alongside her? Oh, uh, Kim Kardashian.
1: I I am a fan. I'm a fan of the new album.
0: Of uh, Halsey's? Yeah. Halsey's great, dude. Halsey's got a great taste in music. She's got a Jack Gill taste in music. That's why I like her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But like the, it's definitely, uh, I think in an interview, uh, she said that, hey, fuck it. Uh, (laughs) I don't want to make a, a, uh, an album for, for basically the, the corporate people. I'm making it for me. So, Uh, Hey, Trent, make it weird. And he's like, hey, here you go. Uh, I thought this might be a little too much for you. She goes, no, 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 make it weird. He goes, oh, oh, okay, let's go. So it's completely like not typical pop. He's like, all right, fine. Let's just crack our knuckles and go into it. Yep, You can definitely hear there's some songs that are pure just Nine Inch Nails underneath. Nice.
0: Do you think that uh, that could potentially Tarnish Trent Naticus Ross's um, career, or or the way that they're viewed it when they when they start producing records like this, because that's that's happening. I, I with-
1: think I think the if the, the tarnish would be there for the the quote unquote like the tr- the true fans yeah. back back when he did Social Network. I think that would that that's probably the tipping point for the the quote unquote true fans, the original fans that. Oh, he sold out, or he did this, or whatever. I mean, in reality, I mean, he's he's changed. He's no longer that heavy industrial that he used to be. But he, you know, it's also changed. He's thirty years older than he was when he was doing that. So, right. I mean, you, you got to evolve a little bit. He still has that weird sound. So, take it for what it is. I don't, I don't see him. But is he one thing away from an egot? Right. Oh yeah, you're right. At this point, he's one away from an egot. I think. Yeah.
0: I think he'll get it. I think he could get it.
1: Can we put the downward spiral on Broadway? <laughs> oh God. Uh, uh, look, I've never, I've never done Broadway tickets. Now, granted, if they came up, I would buy Hamilton tickets for Sarah. But if Trent Reznor did the downward spiral on Broadway, I might suck a dick for tickets. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's how much I would go see that.
0: Sorry, man. He's only. He probably doing- wouldn't
2: have to. He probably could just go. <laughs>
0: Sorry, man. He's only doing year zero. Uh,
1: you know what? You know what? I still love that album. <laughs> thank you very much.
0: Is that the one what that has- about ghosts?
1: Go go! Ooh, I mean, I would go see Ghosts, but I would. I don't think I'd. go That's a lot more like subdued.
0: Is that just that instrumentals?
1: Yeah, it's all instrumentals. That's more like that would be like more off off Broadway. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I love that
1: album though. Oh yeah, and it's good. I mean, hell, it's good enough for uh, Lil Nas X to give uh, Trent his first number one hit.
0: Yeah, isn't um uh, Capital G isn't that one on Year Zero? Uh,
1: yes, yeah. So the, like a lot of the political stuff is is the Year Zero stuff. Okay.
0: I always confuse uh Year Zero with With Teeth because I think they were only a couple of years apart.
1: Yeah, though. The, yeah, they were they were next to each other.
0: And Nate, that's when you saw Queens of the Stone Age and Nine Inch Nails. It was on the With Teeth tour, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Awesome.
0: Uh, finally, this one's more, um, you know, for me, I'm uh, going to go on a mountain in California. I'm going to a taping of the Late Late Show with James Corden on October 18th. And I learned last night he, uh, Corden, announced on a show that Coldplay is going to be on his show that entire week, starting on the 18th. Uh, and guess I was who, just
2: listening to Coldplay.
0: But, but, guess who the guests are? On October 18th, for the show I'm going to. Uh Cape back Palatro. Cape Cape back in sale. All right. Cape back in sale. Coldplay, obviously. They'll be there all week. And they best, the best, the best, the best, the best. Dave fucking Grawl is gonna be there. Dave fucking is <laughs> gonna be there, dude. God,
1: God damn.
0: And they, uh, I think all the guests are uh in person, so I, I will be in the same room as Dave Grohl. And even if he's like remote and on the on the big screen, I don't care. I'll be in the same room as a television screen with I mean Dave you can Grohl. Look on at it. Kate,
1: you can look at Kate Beckinsale and just listen to Dave Grohl's, you know, talking. It's
0: like yep. yeah. Corden mm-hmm. just started having a live audience last week. Um uh, you know, coming back from COVID restrictions. So, um I I'm lucked out. Uh so I'm excited, man. And even then you get a good performance from Reggie Watts. So hell yeah i love me some reggie watts so me too cool man well film it yeah yeah that's exactly what they tell you not to do when you're there (laughs) to take out recording devices and cameras and (laughs) all right well uh like i said we're gonna be gone now for pretty much a month while i'm out west i contemplated packing up the board and bringing it with me uh but it's too much shit and I don't you gotta enjoy it. I don't. Uh, I don't necessarily have the disposable income that I once had. So I, I you know, need to take care of this board. I, it's not going to be so easy to replace. So,
1: are you going to uh, bring the the uh, the little remote uh, recorder then? Maybe. You
0: know what? Honestly, dude, I think an iPhone would do better than that that recorder. Our recorder's getting up there in age. I've actually oh, found okay. that very simply, like the voice memo on. Um, the voice memo app on the iPhone is actually like really good okay. um, uh, the anchor you know we host a show through anchor uh, you you can like record I mean this is pretty much a plug for anchor but you can record an entire podcast right through their app just on your phone so it's a thing it could be done we could still do the show from out there it would just be terrible compared to how the show is now I mean uh-huh. <laughs> oh, there we go all right, Mike, thank you for being here. Good luck with your mouse problem. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'll see you in a month. Bye. Uh, Nate, good luck with your mouse problem as well.
2: Thanks. Does it look like I have a mohawk?
0: Yeah. Wow. That is the mohawkiest mohawk I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, it's good talking to you, Nate. I will. It's uh, good talking to you. I'll see you next month when Both we are of ye-
1: All
0: right. Uh, To everyone else, I say thank you for listening. We will talk at you next time. See you. Bye. This is Alan Cawker
2: speaking. Good night, everybody.
0: (laughs) May not have happened.